some sort of uh, chemical spill has taken place, and so all the lanes are shut down northbound 71 at Smith Edwards. So we'll let you know when that uh, frees up a little bit. Uh, as far as delays are concerned, you can expect them in the, the usual spots, including North 75 at 74 and South 75. Slows up around Shepherd to Paddock. Uh, of course, it's backing up on 71 at Smith Edwards. That goes without saying. Southbound 71, uh, also slow in that area. Just coming in, another traffic update, and uh, nothing has changed. So uh, 71 northbound still closed at Smith Edwards. Your weather forecast uh, for tonight, cloudy skies, 40% chance of additional showers. Tonight's low 42. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, 30% chance of morning showers. Tapering off throughout the day, tomorrow's high around 52 degrees. Then on Friday, partly sunny with a high of 52. Saturday and Sunday both look good, partly cloudy with highs around 55 degrees. Right now we're 54 degrees here at 89.3 WMKV. The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Bina Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, we're putting folks just like you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. The Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati meets tomorrow night for its third to last meeting of 2009. The early meeting is all about how to avoid fair housing trouble in your advertising. And that includes advertising on places like Craigslist, the newspaper, flyers, etc. It's a whole world of potential pitfalls that most people don't know about. We'll have Bill Fox, an experienced REA member, as well as folks from Housing Opportunities Made Equal to teach you what you can and cannot say in newspaper advertising for rentals, lease options, land contracts, sales, etc. The main meeting, and this is an interesting one, is about how to stage your rental or resale property for quickest sale and top dollar. Our expert is Linda B., a local stager who works for other folks, showing them how the judicious use of furniture, accessories, etc. can help your property sell or rent in a fraction of the time and for a whole lot more money. Rhea meets at its usual location at the corner of Reading and Seymour in the old Swifton Commons, now called the Jordan Crossing, at the CAC building in the back of the parking lot. It is open to the public and for investors at all levels of knowledge and experience. More information at CincinnatiRhea.com or 859-292-7342. That's 859-292-7342. Our topic today is hard money, when to use it, when not to use it, and most importantly, the myths that continue to abound 
in the real estate business about this financing strategy. My guest is Kevin Clark, the ex-director of marketing for one of the nation's largest private hard money firms, uh, currently managing member of Clark Capital Company, LLC. He has been a respected leader in the hard money industry for more than 20 years and has originated literally billions of dollars in hard money loans for real estate investors, commercial folks, and much, much more. Joining us by phone is Kevin Clark. Kevin, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Kevin, can you hear me? I'm not hearing Kevin, Mike. Perhaps he's there, but I don't hear him. And I just love it when this happens because it means I've got this blank space that I need to fill on a live radio show. Kevin, if you can hear me, just hang on. We may be having a uh, a technical problem with the phone lines and my microphone. Um, if you can't, keep I going. guess we'll call you back in a second. And uh, Mike says, keep going. Kevin, can you hear me? I can hear you. There you are. Okay. <laughs> Very good. I'm I'm very glad you're here. <laughs> much more so <laughs> I'm here. much more so now than I even was a minute ago when I was pretty glad a minute ago. <laughs> so um, we're we're really here today, Kevin, largely because um this whole concept of hard money is so misunderstood in 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 the real estate business. And a lot of people have an initial reaction to it that goes something like, wait a minute, 18% interest, that's crazy. I would never pay that, which is a misunderstanding right in and of itself. But there are some other myths that I know you kind of wanted to, to, to blow up today. But let, let's start out just with a, a, a definition of what hard money is. Okay, uh, hard money has become the term in the uh, mortgage industry, the term that we use, for non-bank finance, um, and somehow, I don't know where the term came from, I have a feeling it may have been a street term used many years ago, um, and it somehow made its way into the mortgage uh, jargon, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, excuse me, the, uh, the thing that defines hard money for, for most people folks on the street as opposed in the in the mortgage industry like you are is that the the interest rates are higher and often significantly higher than conventional loan rates and the 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 costs are often higher there's more points and so on so yeah. the 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 question is what what niche in the real estate market does does money fill when you're loaning it out at at 16% interest well, you got to remember, first of all, that the cost is greater than it would be if you went to Bank of America uh, because the risks are greater. And, and this type of lending that we do uh, is, uh, is a type of deal that Bank of America wouldn't do and in most cases even can't do. Uh, I'll just use Bank of America as an example, but I'm talking about conventional lenders in general. Uh, but although it's expensive, is it... It's expensive compared to what? Compared to Bank of America, yes. But compared to not getting the deal done at all and maybe not realizing that profit, maybe it's not so expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I also like to say is it's less expensive than having a park. Mm-hmm. That's true. 16% interest is cheaper than 50% of your deal 
most of yep. the time. <laughs> All day long. Now, the, um, the, the folks who utilize hard money in their investment businesses kind of get this, you know, kind, kind of understand that, that although the, the terms that, that one would be quoted uh, are, seem very high compared to what we're used to reading in the newspaper about what Fannie Mae loans cost, there's some, there are some real advantages to hard money. I mean, you, you named one, which is it's available <laughs> in a way that, that conventional loans aren't. Um, what are some of the other advantages to the typical real estate investor in using hard money? Well, it funds fast. If it's fund, hard money lenders, sometimes it's funded days, if they uh, because typically they're just looking at a couple of aspects of the deal, which is generally just the collateral itself, and they're not looking at the person. So there's less due diligence involved, but they do have to do due diligence uh, on the real estate, but we can get more into that later. But it funds fast, and, and sometimes I've described hard money as the Federal Express of lending, uh, meaning that, you know, you could put a 45-cent stamp on a, on, on a letter, and it gets there whenever it gets there. Uh, but if you really want it tomorrow, you're going to pay, you know, $22 for it, and you're going to have FedEx have it for you there uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, so that's sort of like you know, what hard money uh, you know, could be compared to. I mean, look how much more you pay for a FedEx package when you can accomplish the same thing with just a stamp. But you, you're, you have, number one, surety that you're going to have the funds. Uh, you know, you're over the package in this case. And number two, uh, you're going to... Um, you're going to have it there, you know, uh, at a certain time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a- another thing about hard money that a lot of people don't realize is that if the property or the deal is unconventional in some way, um, one one of the one of the big uses of that residential investors make of hard money is when they're buying a property that's trashed. I mean, that <laughs> needs needs tens of thousands of dollars worth of work. Uh, a lot of banks won't touch that no matter how qualified the borrower might be. Uh, and that's a place to turn to at least for, you know, t- temporarily, you know, for three to six months to this more expensive hard money. Right. Absolutely. At least temporarily. And remember, hard money is not long-term capital at all. It is used as a short-term bridge. Uh, to achieve a need, and you, the goal should be: let me get in with hard money, and let me get out ASAP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very good. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking today to Kevin Clark about hard money and its uses, and what should how you get it, and what you do with it, and uh, how much it's going to cost you, and all the stuff that you may not know about hard money. If you have any questions, give us a call at seven seven two nine six five eight. Or if you're outside the greater Cincinnati area at 877-772-9658 or send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Support for WMKV comes from the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati, a nonprofit educational association with programs available for real estate investors at all levels of experience. RIA meets on the first and third Thursdays of every month. More information about RIA and their meetings is available at 859 292 7342. If you love music, you'll love WMKV's evening lineup tonight. At 8 p.m. after Mystery Playhouse, it's Hit Parade Highlights. At 9 o'clock tonight, don't miss In Concert. And at 10 p.m., Barbershop Harmony. Followed at 11 p.m. by Music Till Midnight. 
Your favorites are right here every day on 89.3 FM, WMKV, the way radio was and is meant to be. And checking on traffic right now, we have uh, still have northbound 71 closed at Smith Edwards. We have the report of a chemical spill there. Uh, not really sure what the situation is, but uh, it's been uh, several minutes now, so obviously it's serious. Uh, chemical spill has all the lanes closed, north 71 at Smith Edwards. You'll want to find an alternate, most likely, I guess, uh, north 75 or maybe one of the... Uh, uh, you know, Reading or something that out of downtown if you're heading out of downtown tonight. Uh, North 75 really building up right now as people are avoiding that, uh, especially through Paddock and again at Glendale Milford to 275. Forecast tonight, cloudy skies, a 40% chance of more rain. Tonight's low 42. Tomorrow's cloudy skies, 30% chance of showers and a high of 52 degrees. Uh, rain should be done by Friday. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Today we're talking hard money, and my guest is Kevin Clark, who, amongst other things, is the uh, o- the owner of um, BorrowingHardMoney.com and Car- Clark Capital Solutions. Boy, that is a tongue twister, Clark Clark Capital Solutions. And uh, we're discussing some of the pros and cons and realities of hard money, which most folks have heard of and a lot fewer have actually taken advantage of. Now, Kevin, most people are familiar familiar with one or maybe at the most two kinds of hard money lenders. They've either got some local guy in their RIA group who has some money and makes it available when he's got it at 16% interest to other RIA members, and then there's great big giant national hard money lending firms that actually have like an application process and that sort of thing. Um, That's right. What are what are what are some of the differences between dealing with the big hard money lenders and the little hard money lenders? Most of the bigger shops or hard money uh, lenders they um, uh, they concentrate more on commercial hard money. And the smaller local guy uh, is, is more for what our purposes are, which are for real estate investors. And, and I have an expression, in politics is an expression that goes, uh, all politics are local. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe for real estate investors, you can say the same thing about hard money lenders. It's pretty much, uh, you know, local, because you're not going to go, uh, you know, uh, I'm in uh, New Jersey. I don't go to New Jersey. Uh, excuse me, I don't go to, let's say, Atlanta to look for a, a $150,000 loan for a deal I'm doing here in uh, Jersey. It's gonna, I, you know, I'm going to find someone local to do that because it's really, it, frankly, it comes down to it's not worth their while to, to do it you know, all the way you know, that far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And while we're at it, we should also probably discuss the difference between a hard money lender and a private lender. Because people get very confused about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, I like to uh, describe it as the following. Hard money lenders do it pretty much as a business. And um, they may have certain guidelines, qualifications, and so on, and certain requirements such as LTV and, and maybe maybe even minimum FICO scores, and, you know, credit scores, and so on. Um 
whereas a private person may have money in their IRA, uh, may just may have just come into some money, maybe through an inheritance or, or what have you, and um, they're willing to make a hard money loan uh, or a private loan. That's really the difference. There are hard money lenders do it as a business, and private lenders do it as private individuals. They may have a few bucks they could loan out to this deal or that deal, but it's really not their core business. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that I've noticed about uh, the private lenders who who are not even hard money private lenders, you know, they're they're looking to make maybe a 5-year investment at 8% interest or something like that is right. that they're that. well and 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 they're very driven by uh what they consider to be the experience and ethics of the borrower. Uh they they what they want is they want to check in their mailbox every month. <laughs> and they don't want to think about it otherwise, you know. And uh, hard money lenders, uh, even individual hard money lenders, tend to be willing to take a bigger risk because to them, if they have to take back a property, that's bad. But it's not, you know, it's not the most horrible thing they can think of. And it's sort of a cost of doing business where to a private lender, having to take a property back is going to be, since they're not in the business, it's going to be confusing and difficult, and more expensive than it needs to be. And then, uh, you know, it's going to be a horrible thing for them to own that property. That's right. Now, let's go back to the, to the strictly hard money lenders. Um, a myth that I have heard over and over and over again, and it will not die, is that the typical hard money lender... We'll loan you 100% of all the money you need to buy and fix a property. Right. It's, uh, I'm, I'm on a mission to tell everyone that I've taken all the classes over the years that that is a myth, uh, especially nowadays after what's happened uh, with our economy and the mortgage industry in the last year. Uh, now, we, as we say here in New Jersey, you have to have skin in the game. Uh, or else, uh, you know, hard money lender is really not going to be interested in funding you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important that uh, that they understand that you just can't go to a hard money lender and come across a deal. And they'll give you all the money for the acquisition and then all the money for the renovation because it's going to be worth so much more after the repair. Mm-hmm. Well, still, I mean, if a, if, a, if a hard money lender did that deal today and gave you all the money... And then three months from now, you decide, you know what, it's been fun, but it's getting a little too cold, and I'm going to go move to Florida. And you walk away. Well, what's the hard money lender stuck with? Well, they're stuck with a property where they're probably over leveraged, and they don't even want to you know, finish out the uh, uh, the repairs on the property or the renovations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's let's put some numbers to a typical deal here in the Midwest, all right? And 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 I know you're you're really more into the commercial hard money lending, but for a residential, for a single family home, all right. Let's say I find a house that pretty provably is worth a hundred thousand dollars fixed up, and it needs twenty thousand dollars worth of worth of work to fix it up. And because the market is the way it is, and I you know I'm I, I find lots of leads and so on, I'm able to get that property for forty thousand dollars. Okay, right. so I what I basically need is forty to buy it and twenty to fix it. What right. is your t- and that's what we uh, we call that total capitalization needed. That's called total capitalization needed. The forty acquisition 
and a 20 for rehab costs. Mm-hmm. Total cap- capitalization will be $60,000 on that. Okay. So out of that 60, Mr. and Mrs. Borrower, how much are you going to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to bring anything because I heard hard money lenders will give me 100% of the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? There are ways to not bring anything, and, and, I, and I'll let you... I'll tell you some of the ways now. One of the ways is, do you have any additional collateral that maybe you could put into the deal? Maybe you own a couple of other investor homes or other collateral, such uh, as maybe even commercial. Well, Mm -hmm. if you have that, that aren't overly already leveraged, well, maybe you could use those as additional collateral. Okay. Um, The other way is, what if you do have a partner that has some money, uh, and maybe they can go and bring in the equity, so to speak, and then you have all the money you have from that partner and let the hard money lender come in with, uh, let's say, 70 75% of the total capitalization. In this case, that would be something like, what, about $45,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let somebody else make up, let's say, the other, you know, $15,000. Mm-hmm. And this way, you found a nice deal, you've come in with no money, you got the hard money lender funding 45% is around, uh, well, $45,000 is the round number, to use our example. And then you have somebody coming in, somebody else, with $15,000. And, and there's, a, there's another way which I've seen people do. They go to Uncle uh, Visa and Uncle MasterCard <laughs> and make up that $15,000. Or Aunt Home Equity Line. That's right. So it's just it's just frankly not the case that hard money lenders are going to cough up every dime of what y- you want for a deal, even if that deal is under is really under contract for pennies on the dollar, unless some other things are in place. No, you're just not going to get it, it's especially. It, if you're new to the business, if you're a newbie, and I don't mean to scare newbies, you can still do deals, there's still ways to do it, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just not the case. That's, that's a myth that's propagated. It may have been at one time, but for hard money lenders that do it as a business, that have a portfolio of these loans out there, you're going to have to come in with skin in the game. Now, remember, again, you may find that private person who's got the money that may give you all the money for your deal, but like I say here in New Jersey, when I do presentations on it, they just don't know any better. <laughs> You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're talking today about hard money and how you can take advantage of it and when you might not want to. My guest is Kevin Clark, and our numbers here in the studio are 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 if you have any questions at all. Or you can send them to askvina at gmail.com. Support comes from the Hamilton County Park District, offering a number of facilities to host your next corporate event or holiday party. Their staff can help you plan a catered event at a variety of park locations, from their modern banquet centers to their scenic park lodges. They're now taking reservations for your corporate meeting or holiday party. More information at 521-PARK. That's the Corporate Sales Department at 513-521-PARK or online at greatparks.org. You can help WMKV grow. Tell a friend about WMKV FM 89.3 and our streaming audio available anywhere at WMKVFM.org. Traffic, traffic, traffic. Checking on traffic. I'm trying to say two words at the same time. 
we still have uh, that one major, major problem. It's a northbound 71 situation. Uh, I assume it's an accident. All it says is northbound 71 currently closed, closed at Smith Edwards, all lanes blocked because of a chemical spill. So uh, that has uh, been a problem now for the better part of an hour, and looks like it will be there for a while. If you're heading out of downtown, find an alternate, maybe Reading Road, maybe 75. Uh, maybe head out to Columbia Park Wingo that way, but uh, avoid Smith Edwards, northbound 71, all lanes shut down due to a chemical spill. Other than that, uh, no other accidents to pass along. Uh, weather forecast tonight, cloudy skies, 40% chance of more rain. Tonight's low 42, 30% chance of lingering showers tomorrow, a high of 52, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday dry, partly cloudy with highs in the mid-50s. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and we're talking hard money today with Kevin Clark of Capital... I cannot say this, Kevin. Clark Capital Group. Kevin Clark of Clark Capital Group is too many hard C sounds in a row. Uh, and also uh, commercialmortgagefinancing.com. Uh, he's been in the hard money business for over 20 years. He's a licensed New Jersey real estate agent and has been a real estate investor and just understands understands this business backwards and forwards. So if you have ever had any curiosity about hard money and how it works and you have a question, give us a call at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658 or take the chicken way out and send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Now, Kevin, so we were, we were kind of like doing a pretend deal a minute ago where right. it's a $100,000 house and I can get it, buy it and fix it for $60,000. And what, what typically am I going to get charged in rates and fees from a residential hard money lender to borrow the 45 that I need to, to, to get the deal. Well, I mean, I need 15 on my own, but the $45,000 he's going to lend me. Right. Okay. So, uh, well, first let, let me just, I just need to make a statement with regard to hard money lending. There is no hard money lending available these days that I know of for owner occupied properties that has to be investor only. So if we have listeners that are saying, well, maybe I could use it. It's really not for you because it's expensive, and certainly uh, in most states now, predatory lending. Why do I say that? Because it is expensive lending. So getting back to the price, pricing, and the price points of hard money lenders, most hard money lenders look to get an all-in yield of, on the very low end, 15% per annum per year, or uh, upwards to 20 maybe even 25%. I know on commercial deals, we try to get anywhere from 15 to 25 percent, as we say, all in, which means uh, interest rate and points uh-huh. uh, on our deals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the points, of course, for those who may be listening to us uh, for the first time, are a percentage of the loan that's paid in fees up front, and one point is one percent of the loan. So uh, if you're borrowing $100,000, right. a point would be $1,000. And I've seen hard money lenders who charged uh, anywhere from five to ten points up front. 
So, <clears throat> yeah, to borrow to borrow a hundred, if that's what you were going to do, you'd actually be borrowing a hundred and ten. <laughs> you'd actually be paying back a hundred and ten uh, on on um, uh, a ten point loan. Now that kind of begs the question, Kevin, if you're going to charge me, let's say fifteen percent interest and some points on a loan to for me to buy and fix up this house. Um, how am I supposed to make any money renting it? Isn't my payment going to be just so high that there's no way it'll cash flow? Well, you know, you're right. It's a good point. Um, how, excuse the pun. But you have to keep in mind, you know, what is your strategy for the property? Are you going to fix and slip and be out of the hard money loan in a matter of a couple of months? Or are you going to buy and hold? If you're going to buy and hold, you have to make sure that you have a refinance lined up, that once you hit certain target in terms of cash flow, that you're going to be able to refinance uh, the property. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're probably going to get swallowed up in the, uh, you know, in the cost of the, uh, of the loan itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hard money loans are not for holding properties. I don't know any part of the country where you can even buy a property for 60 cents on the dollar and pay 15% interest on the loan and and make any real cash flow over time. And it doesn't matter because one of the things you said earlier on is that these hard money loans are not 30-year loans. They're they're anywhere from six months up to maybe two or two and a half years. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So my real strategy on this fictitious property we're talking about here is to bring my own $15,000 to the closing, however that happens, whether it's through a, a partner or my home equity line or a MasterCard or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You provide the, you, you or the hard money lender, that is to say, provide the other $45,000. So now I've got my 60. And then if I'm any good at what I'm doing, I should have the thing fixed and ready for market in two to three months and have it sold in four to five months. And now I'm no longer paying 15%. Because That's right. because the property's gone, and you know the fifteen percent that we keep playing with, which is uh, you know again hard money lenders, depending on who they are, charge more interest, less points, less interest, more points. So we're just kind of using that as a round number. Fifteen um, percent sounds really bad when you think about it over the course of years and years and years. But if you're only using the money for six months, mm-hmm. you're not really paying. Fifteen percent of what you borrowed, you're paying about you know seven and a half percent of what you borrowed for six months. Or, That's right, seven and a half percent plus the points. Mm-hmm. So you add those together. So what did the money cost you? What was the the opportunity of the money? It cost you maybe ten, eleven percent total for six months. Then it starts to make some sense. Mm-hmm. Or strategy number two might be bring my 15000 to the closing, borrow the other 45000 for the hard from the hard money lender, fix the house, get a tenant in it, and then it becomes an attractive property for a conventional bank to refinance. That's right. That's exactly right. Where on day one when it was empty and had been empty for two years and had mold in it and uh, you know, just needed needed this massive amount of work, my, my little bank down on the corner might have just said no to that because of the condition. If I can use the hard money to get it into good shape, I can turn it into a cash-flowing property at the time at which I refinance it. That's right. And, and a hard money lender today is, is going to want to know from the very beginning, what is your exit strategy? What is your plan? And you're going to have to have that. Uh, you know, borrower's going to have to have that ready 
Uh, it just can't be, well, I'm probably going to put it on the market and sell it. No, that's not going to be good. That's why, um, you know, when you go to your RIAs and you take training, um, that you, you, you've you been told you need, you need to start building your buyer list, and that's going to be very important. Mm-hmm. So that hopefully you'll have it already pre-sold with somebody that's pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Speaking of what hard money lenders want, we haven't really discussed the the process by which they might decide to do or not do a particular loan. Now, I think everybody who's familiar at all with hard money realizes that that's not the 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 nine hundred pages of documentation that the bank wants to 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 start the loan process but it's not here's my driver's license either right that's right that's more in the private lending world that again somebody who really doesn't know any better doesn't do it as a business because remember the hard money lender that has a portfolio of these loans they have a portfolio they need to know who's in the file if they have 30 40 of these loans outstanding you know you kind of forget after a while who's who you have money out to so you need to have a record of them. They may even ask you to fill out the traditional forms, such as a Fannie Mae 1003. Uh, they may ask you for tax returns. They may ask you for your FICO score and your credit report. Although they may ask you for it, they may not be a determining factor to making you a loan, but they just may need it in the file. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What What is a hard money lender really looking at in, in terms of we should or should not do this loan? What are the determining uh, factors? Yeah, mostly they're looking at the property. If I lend this person X amount of dollars, can I get my money back? And how long? When we have an expression here in Jersey, will he pay, can he pay, or she? Uh, uh, and if all else fails, can I make them pay? How do I make them? You know, what's the process? Mm-hmm. And the uh, local uh, hard money people know what the process is. They've been through it before most likely, and they know what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And you, can they pay? Will they pay? How can I make them pay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is it about, uh, given that, that hard money lenders are usually willing to, to do those projects that no one else will do because they're weird or they need a lot of work or whatever the case may be, what, it is, what is it about the property that they're looking for? Yeah, they're looking at the upside of the property, and, uh, you know, if you tell a hard money lender, well, I'm buying this for 40 and it needs another 20 and I'm going to sell it for 100 well, they're going to verify that, that you could sell it for $100. Um, and they hope you're conservative in your numbers and you're not inflating the numbers. And it, because if, if a real estate investor is inflating the numbers, the hard money lender is not dumb. They're going to find out. And then you're going to sort of burn that lender and, you know, you probably never get them back again to listen to any of your any of your new deals that come in. So make sure you don't overinflate, be conservative in your numbers. They're looking at properties that say, you know, can I get out of, out of this? And ultimately, if I don't get out of it, do I mind owning the property? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a listener question here, Kevin. It is from Don in Austin, Texas. He says, this sounds very interesting, but as far as I know, there are no hard money lenders at my local association. How would I go about finding one? 
Um, well, I think everybody should start at their local RIAs, and if there aren't any, there should be. They're really under the radar, then they're just not telling <laughs> not telling you. Um, and maybe the local RIA has a monthly newsletter that they put out, and some hardware lenders even advertise uh, in there. And now, again, they may go under different names, you know, private lender or something like that. But uh, And the other way is, of course, to check with local mortgage brokers, uh, because they generally will have a, uh, a little stable, so to speak, of hard money lenders um, mm-hmm. that are available for, you know, residential rehabbers. Mm-hmm. Or, of or course, that. there's always, you know, the old standby Google. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, yeah, <laughs> ask a Craigslist, you know, it's another way, sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, you, uh, <clears throat> if you Google hard money lenders plus any major city in the United States, I guarantee you're going to have 200 pages of results. <laughs> they're whether or not they are attending your group and and uh by the way don it could be uh that your group doesn't allow vendor members or doesn't allow members to solicit business outside of of just directly buying and selling deals and that may be why you're not seeing it or it could be uh one of the things that i found at my local association was that the the hard money lenders in the group the people who were were in the business of making loans it wasn't just a you know i'm going to put my ira in there and get my eight percent return for the next five years uh were number one the they were the retired landlords they were the older guys in the paint spattered overalls not the dudes in the slick suits okay so i didn't know i was looking at them when i was looking at them and number two uh they were they were you know kind of they did kind of keep it on the lowdown as it were because uh um, they wanted to know who their borrower was, like like personally know, and they didn't just approach everybody who walked into the association and say, oh, by the way, I've got money to loan. You know, they waited until you'd been around for a while and networked with them for a while, and then all of a sudden, they tell you, ah, I got a half a million dollars that I, you know, that, I could, that I could loan out for hard money, and you're looking at the guy going, didn't you drive up here in a 72 Chevy station wagon? How do you have half a million dollars? But that's, <laughs> that's uh, that, 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 the business is funny that way. You know, some of the yes, some, it is. you never know who, ha- who has the money. Yeah. And some of some of the national hard money lenders that you might see at like a trade show or something like that. Yeah, they are wearing the fifteen hundred dollar suit. But you know, they're the marketing person for the company, not the guy with the actual cash. The guy with the actual right. cash yep. is mm-hmm. probably in a sweatshirt somewhere. Um, there we, we have another question here uh, via email from Sharon, who doesn't say where she's from, and that is she used to have three. She's in Florida. She said she used to know of three hard money lenders that she used commonly, and they are now all out of business. What has yep. happened, and how can she find some new ones? Well, you know, um, uh, many hard money lenders are, are uh, underwater with their loans. You know, their loans outstanding. The properties are worth a lot less than their loans. So they're working through their portfolio now, trying to, you know, liquidate or do, it, do whatever they need to do. Um, you know, and some hard money lenders may, you know, you got to think, where do hard money lenders get their money from? Well, some have it, maybe. Uh, but a lot of them have borrowed it from banks at, you know, very good rates and then re-lent it out, and they earn the spread. Uh, and because they had maybe a portfolio and they backed it with some other collateral, they were able to attract that money. Um, but because of what's happened, they're um, you know they're standing still. I mean, they're they're just not lending. They just need to work out what they have, and there's no new new money available to them. Okay. 
Okay, so yeah, I guess a lot of hard money lenders, same thing happened to them. It's happened to all the banks that went out of business, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. If you have a question for Kevin Clark, uh, you can email to it to us at askvina at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-V-E-N-A, by the way, at gmail.com. Or you can uh, be brave and give us a call here in the studio at 772-9658 or 877-772-9658. Support comes from St. Vincent de Paul Car Donation Program, a way to help neighbors in need. You hold the keys to improving lives and may be able to claim a tax deduction for the value of your vehicle donated to St. Vincent de Paul. Proceeds provide food, clothing, shelter, and more to those in need. Why not change a life? 513-421-CARE. That's 513-421-CARE. Well, we still have the uh, chemical spill that has all the lanes closed. All the lanes closed northbound 71 at Smith Edwards. Uh, And so that is obviously not the way to go this afternoon. North 71 closed at Smith Edwards. Now we have a report of an accident northbound 75, north of 74 on the right shoulder. So that uh, avenue out of downtown, a little slow. And uh, south 75 at the western avenue exit, an accident on the right shoulder. Your weather forecast from the National Weather Service this evening, mostly cloudy skies with a 40% chance of some more rain tonight, a low of 42. Cloudy skies, 30% chance of showers tomorrow. Friday, though, partly sunny with a high of 52. And then Saturday and Sunday, partly cloudy, highs in the mid-50s. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. A notice on my Facebook page informing me that there is now such a thing as bacon ice cream reminds me that uh, you should become a fan, not of bacon, it has plenty of fans, but of real life real estate investing on Facebook by going to realliferealestateradio.com or just going to Facebook and looking up Real Life Real Estate Investing. You'll join more than 2,500 other folks who get weekly updates about what's going on on Real Life Real Estate Investing, reminding you to set an alarm to listen to the program because I know many, many of our listeners are from outside the greater Cincinnati area and can't actually uh, listen to us in their car. Uh, again, that's realliferealestateradio.com. There's also a link to about a hundred archive shows there on Real Life Real Estate at, of course, absolutely no charge to you. Uh, we're going to go to the phones now and talk to Karen. Karen, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hi, Vina. Hi, Karen. Hi, how are you? Great. Great. I'm calling because I have a question about, um, basically, I'm new to everything, investing in real estate, and as far as hard money lending is concerned, I wanted to know if um, someone has recently gone through bankruptcy, if they have bad credit. I know that definitely affects their uh, outcome with a hard money lender, but, uh, you know, how much of it is they look at the property and, you know, and how much of it is, okay, you're a new investor and you've been through... You know, okay. That's yeah. Let's but let's let's actually look at at that in in three categories because sure. there, there's three things going on. Number one is you can't show experience. Number mm-hmm. two is you've had personal financial things going on, not not business financial things. And then number three is, but what about the deal? 
So, Kevin, is it hopeless? Is she never going to get a hard money loan at any price? Well, um, I have two words. It depends. <laughs> um, and it depends on, uh, on really the deal. Um, but I, I would think your best strategy starting from where you are, you may want to consider partnering up with somebody and do mm-hmm. two, three, four deals with that person. Uh, and then and then you could show a track record that you've actually done these. You know, you did it with another person, but you've actually done these particular deals. Uh, mm-hmm. That, I would think, uh, would be your strategy. Credit, uh, as I said earlier, you know, it, it, it depends on who you're going to use as, as a hard money lender. Some are taking no less than a 540 FICO score, which is pretty low, but uh, they won't take anything less than that. Others couldn't care less. I have a program here in Jersey. I, I couldn't care less about your credit. We know that some of you may be you know, newbies and, and, and maybe uh, uh, have gone through a couple of battles uh, you know, in your life, and your credit may not be good. You, you know, now you're on the upswing, so to speak, and uh, we're, you know, we're, we're making the loan just really based on the real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank so, you for your help. I appreciate it. Yeah, so not, not hopeless, Karen, but you are, you are kind of right now stuck in that whole, I can't get money because I don't have experience, and I can't get experience because I don't have money. <laughs> Mm-hmm. cycle and that's 22 <laughs> there's, well there's no it, it, you, you can't look at it quite that narrowly uh because if, if what you wanted to do was nothing but buy fix up and sell deals yeah you're going to have to have a money partner or you're going to have to have a local uh hard money lender who says well golly you know i know that house if i had to take it back i wouldn't be upset <laughs> for, right. for what i'm for what i'm putting into it but there's other strategies too that that mm-hmm. you know wholesaling and uh, buying with various types of owner financing. Um, don't get locked into the only thing I can do is find some money so that I can do this deal because there are, are completely different strategies that require a whole lot less money and where your credit is not an issue. Do you belong to Cincinnati, Rhea, Karen? I don't live in Cincinnati, actually. Oh. I, I live in New York. Oh, okay. Uh, New York oh, yeah. New York City? A, a, a couple of friends of mine told me about you, and, and that's how I, I found out. So. Okay. Um, basically, uh, that's how I I'm here. Okay. But, um, I, I did have another question, piggybacking off of. That. Well, let me let me say there's there's several real estate associations sprinkled around New York and New Jersey as well. Oh yeah, we have many okay. here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll be googling them. <laughs> yes. Um, I did also want to ask you. Um, you said you know partnering up with people who have money. Let's say you know I know several people with money who are amenable to investing in real estate. How would I approach them? Like, what kind of deal would you be, you know, looking to do with that? Like, what percentage is fair? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I can tell you, I can tell you from my point of view. If you came in and 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 told me the same story you just told me, and mm-hmm. said and said and and now I want to partner with you, is uh, I would want to maintain as as the money person. I would want to maintain a lot of control of the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for instance, would want to make sure that if it was titled to something like a limited liability company, which would probably be the smartest way to do it, uh, that I was the managing member of that LLC. Mm-hmm. I would want to make sure that I was keeping tabs on what was going on with the rehab, because I'll tell you, Karen, my number one fear about you would be that you you didn't know how to hire and control the contractors and the appropriate grade of materials to use and so on. So mm-hmm. I, would, I would really want to... Uh, have my hands more in that than I would if you had done 50 deals. And I would, I would want at a minimum 50% of the back end profit because not only did I bring in the money, I also had to do some controlling of the deal. And what I would probably 
greatly prefer Karen if I were if I were your local guy with some money and some some real estate knowledge is I would like you to go find me the deal and I'd just like to buy the deal off of you for like ten thousand dollars cash and then let me take it over because it's easier that way. Sort of like wholesale. Not sort of like wholesale. Yeah. Exactly like wholesale. Okay. <laughs> okay. There is, there is another way, if I could mention. Go ahead, Kevin. There is, there is another way. The other way is we have a program here that, and, and I think it's throughout the country, but um, and we call it transactional funding. And this is, uh, this is one of the money uh, programs that we have where um, we'll give you all the money, 100%, uh, where you purchase it today and you sell today. So in other words, it's got to be lined up where you have the buyer today and it's got to be sold the same day. And we have a way to deal with seasoning issues that may come up, but it's called transactional funding. But that's one way. We don't care about your credit, your financials, your unemployment. We don't care about any of that. All we care about is if you need $100,000 for the purchase of property and you could sell it for, let's say, 160 and you could do it all in the same day or two or three days, as long as the money stays with the same title company, we can get you all that money. That's a program that's been around the country now for, I'm going to say, about the last year or so. And it's, it's a pretty hot program, especially for, for the newbies to the business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very true. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for your thank call, you. Karen. Thanks for listening. Keep on listening on Wednesdays at 5. And be sure and friend us up on Facebook at realliferealestateradio.com. Uh, Kevin, we have yet another email from a listener. Uh, it's Ron in Nevada, and he says, I have always been curious about how hard money lenders get away with charging 16 to 18% interest. Aren't there usury laws? The bank would never get away with that. Well, we're not, uh, we're not getting away with anything. We, we, we lend to a business, not to an individual. And that's why hard money is really for real estate investors to do it as a business, and it's not for owner-occupied residential property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hope I've answered that as concisely as possible, but you, you, know, the, you have to sort of switch the thinking about that. It's not for an individual who living in a home mm-hmm. you know, for, for 30 years. It's for the real estate investor who's going to use it, going to use it quickly, and they're going to get out of that loan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always amuses me. And I have to admit that part of the reason it amuses me is that was my reaction as well, that people will sometimes get actively offended yes. by the idea right. of, of hard money loans, because yes. their whole their whole perspective up until they first hear about this is, well, you know, when I went to the bank and I bought my house, I only paid one point and I got a 6% loan and it was fixed rate for 30 years and they didn't take it away from me after two years. And, and this is just ridiculous. And... That the the you know that 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 perspective is shows a shows a lack of frame of reference because right. I know you know I've bought I've literally I mean we've got houses here cheap in Cincinnati cheap enough that I can buy them on my credit card. I kid you not I can like I can like take I can like take my credit card to the bank get a cash advance and pay for the whole house with it. And my credit card co- and my credit card company charges me twenty one percent interest, and I don't get offended at that. <laughs> right. <laughs> As you said, this is a business to business transaction, and too many, too many uh, um, real estate investors don't think of what they do as a business. That's right. They think, oh, and uh, you, so we, you know, we should add that 
a hard money lender that knows what they're doing. They're going to make the loan. We're going to create a new LLC or corporation for that particular property. We're making the loan to the corporation or the LLC secured by that property. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. And then, um, at least at this point in in the stage of uh, of life, uh, the government is out of that business where they're not looking at business to business making you know loans to each other. Although who knows when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, we have uh, just about a minute left. Is uh, is there any other advice or last-minute uh, uh, tips or words of wisdom you'd like to throw out there to people who maybe are now a little bit more enlightened about hard money and its uses and are wondering what the next step is? Uh, yes, I would like to say to anybody that is uh, new to real estate investing, it's a great business. There's a lot of money to be made. But I would suggest to you that you focus on one technique and you learn that as best as you can and focus on that. Don't try to do everything. You're just not going to be able to. Uh, learn one thing, get really good at it, and then move on. Um, hard money is a aspect of the business that you will need at one point, um, you know, one time or another, and it's very useful once you learn to use it correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good advice, and we very much appreciate you sharing your wealth of knowledge with us uh, today, Kevin. Uh, once again, that's Kevin Clark of Clark Capital Group, LLC, and hardmoneytraining.com. Uh, we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Live the memories and love the memories. When they start a song, sometimes within the first note and the first chord, I know the name of it. Second note, chord, I know the name of it. It's a disease. 89.3 FM, WMKV, Reading, Ohio. Stay tuned for the Fox 19 6 p.m. news simulcast coming up next on WMKV, Reading, Ohio and WMKVFM.org. Fox 19 Evening News at 6. Tonight, the life and death drama caught on tape of the Cincinnati police shootout that left a suspect dead. Good evening, I'm Dan Carroll. I'm Trisha Mackey. Much more on this story in just moments. But first, a breaking news situation in Norwood. 71 northbound in the Norwood area is shut down thanks to a chemical spill. You can see him checking out the truck right now. We are told... It is a corrosive cleaning agent. At one point, traffic was backed all the way up to Mount Adams. Nobody hurt. We will continue to follow this throughout the hour. Now we have the latest information on the Cincinnati police shooting that left a suspect dead. Tonight, our live team coverage includes the video footage of the incident in Spring Grove Village from beginning to end. A closer look at the